I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Syracuse shoots a season-low 30% as their three-game win streak comes to an end in Georgia. We'll give you our thoughts as well as some fan feedback on that debacle. Joe will give you his preview for the Orange's next game against UVA as they travel to the Dome Saturday, February 3rd at 4 o'clock. Let's go. Make some noise, Orange fans. It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. All right, what's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to episode 55 of the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on any major platform or directory, including iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. So if you could subscribe... So whatever platform you listen to will be right there in your library every time there's a new episode. Thank you very much in advance for that. Uh, so I'm Sean alongside Brother Joe. Ugly, 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 ugly. I know you're not calling me ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Talking about the game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the game. Um, that was the 10th meeting between Syracuse and Georgia Tech, and we stand at 5-5. Five and five. Okay, so we're even with them. Quick note, Matthew Moyer is healthy. Uh, he didn't play last night, but um, yeah, I don't know if it would have made a difference. Maybe maybe a little bit with the heavy man-to-man like that. But Moyer played. Did he play? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't notice him out there. Is he in my box yeah. score? Oh, he sure well, I mean, is. It, wasn't, it was two minutes, play. though. He played two minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, he is healthy. He says he's good. Uh, Howard Washington, on the other hand, is done for the season. And um, yeah, I, that happened in between our podcast and the last. Yeah, that was last, he, uh, he got injured during game. practice, and we'll likely see Braden Bayer going forward. Coach mentioned it in his press conference. I think I saw something up at Syracuse.com about maybe using him a little bit. No, it said it said that he will play this this weekend. Oh, oh so. he will play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you he go. He said even if it's a few minutes here and there, just to give some people some burn. But I mean, yeah. they they have to they have to kind of someone's got to get a little bit of rest once in a while or something like to, just to even just to gather their marbles. Sometimes this is, last night was so bad. I I saw yeah. I saw fifteen turnovers. And I was like, that's it. I mean, I was I was almost well, they pleasantly. 11, they had eleven and a half or eleven or twelve and a half. Yeah, I guess so. that's probably what it was. I was like almost pleasantly surprised about it. But um, so here it is. What coach have to say? Our offense is terrible. 
It's been terrible all year. It's, if we're not 14, what, how many teams are in this league? 15? I think we're 14. We're lucky there's one team worse than us offensively. You know, we've had an occasional game or two here and there, but it's not many. It's, it's a struggle for us to score. Well, it's what, what we talk about, what I hit on with the key points to this team and just how it is, especially with the depth and the way that it is, is what we always talk about. Uh, I mean, we know our offense is, is hampered. So what do we always talk about? We always talk about the free throw lines, the, um, you know, the fast break and, and offensive rebounds, second chance points. And we talk about the, limiting the turnovers. So, you know, last night we got it done as far as getting to the free throw line. We made 16 out of 20. Yep. Uh we also we did out rebound them, but they did by get two. more. But yeah, by two, but they got more, three more offensive rebounds than we did, and we also had 15 turnovers, so they're nine turnovers. And also, they're, um, real quick on the turnovers, they had 14 points off of those turnovers, and we had just four off of their yeah, nine. Yeah. So that's a so, big, that's a huge swing right there. Yeah, I mean they had 13 more shots than we did um, throughout the whole game total. I mean they didn't. George Tech's just like us. They came out, they played good. De- I mean, it was an inspiring defense. And as a team, the way that they played earlier and the, some of the losses that they should have had, you know, they're going to play games like that, especially at home. Uh, the crowd was definitely into it. And uh, Yeah, living in the past a little bit, but of course. Uh, yeah, of course, but still. I mean, know. they got to grasp onto something. They were 10-10 and 10 <laughs> going into that game. So Well, it's like all you got to do that whole game is not throw an air ball. Right. You know? I mean, well, my you can't even get out of there without doing that. Air balls. I just didn't remember all the air balls. I mean, they were saying air balls every one, time. Oh, well, the, O'Shea Brissett. Did he air yeah, ball something? O'Shea did, and I think Howard did. Oh, but it was one air ball. Um, well, there you go. There was one air ball last year, John Gillen John threw, Gillen, yeah. And then that was it. Done. They didn't stop. They didn't stop, and they they started yeah. the game like that, and they finished the game like that. So they're obnoxious. Good do, for them. If I do... Oh, yeah. If I do remember, I think that was actually the game after we beat NC State when Gillen just went off for like 43 and he was like the talk of the town. He was either that or it was after he hit the game winner against uh, Duke. It was one of those two. So he was like the talk of the town. He came out and airballed a shot and Georgia Tech just did not let it go the whole game last year. Yeah, one bad shot and they beat us too. But yeah, so if you look at it, I mean, Georgia Tech was a similar team. As far as as us, I mean, they're not a great offensive team. They came out, they played good defense, and it was going to be who won those stats, who won those little stats, you know, who the fast break, second chance points, who was getting the loose balls. And I just felt like that was another thing last night. There were times you, where you turned around and, and we stopped them or held them to, the, to, a, to a miss, and, and it looks like, you know, we're going down and, you know, we have a hand on a, a rebound, and all of a sudden we just lose it. It, lose it, or we get George Frank Howard steps out of bounds, or we go out and we get a quick turnover. Or you're, um, you're, you're flopping for a whatever. Yeah, and and that's what. And even when you go down and you look at the the Frank Howard technical foul, like still to this day, I mean to this point, first off, I didn't think that Merrick when he came behind the guy and tapped the ball, I didn't think that was a foul anyway. And they called the foul, and then I don't know what Frank Howard said. Uh, Beheim uh, made it sound like. You know, it's something that a lot of players say, so I don't know what the deal was, but something along you know, the lines of "Come on, man" is what Beheim said. Right. Something well, along those lines. Yeah, and at that point in time, we were pressing. We were down four. We had a couple turnovers in a row, and it, that looked like it could have been another potential turnover because it did look like Merrick had a nice little clean. But either way, we're down four. So if that were to happen, where they go to the line for one and one, whatever. 
Next thing you know, the guy's shooting four free throws. He hits three, and we're going from down four to down seven. And Georgia Tech's got the ball, and they scored a two. And all of a sudden, it's a nine-point game, just like that. And we were down 11, and we, we came back. So as ugly as it was, they still didn't stop. They, they're still fighting. And I think it's just we got to be realistic about the expectations of this team, you know? It's just, yeah. it is what a, you'd be seeing what the offense is. Like, there's players that just right now are just inept, or just there's some players, some big guys that just are not physically big enough or strong enough to go down and, and do some of the things uh, that they got to do to be elite in this conference. So they're fighting, they're clawing, but uh, those, we, we know what the problems are, and we know what we have to do to keep the games close. And, you know, that's just just the situation. It's not going to change. We're not going to magically get players. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, you know? All right, so let's grade the Orange Joe. A quadrant three loss. Um, well, actually, I mean- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What? I just I actually checked that before this, and because of that win, Georgia Tech oh. jumped up to 134, which means that it's a quadrant two loss right now currently. Oh, really? Yeah. They jumped up that much? They were 171. No, 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 no. They, they weren't? Were, they, were, they were 140. 140, okay. All yeah. right. Yep. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. I remember, I remember looking at it. Yeah, they were 140. Okay. All right. My so. bad. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I guess that's... That's, I think that's, that could have been the Ken the Ken Palm raking um, was a little bit higher than that I think but um, yeah that's that's where they are today they're at 134 so actually you know after last night and everything that had happened they actually jumped up to a quadrant two loss right now so if they can trend and trend upward and get some more wins then you know might not look like that bad but like I said right now it's a quadrant two so. All right, well, anyway. go ahead. I think our grades are going to be fairly similar, but go ahead. Give me your grade. I'm going to go uh, – I think I'm going to go a C. As bad as – Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're not even close to being on the same page. 
No, I think I think that's just. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's, I think that's, and the that's... only reason is because of the of, because of the situation. Okay. Because of the fact that it was away and it was a tough environment, and Georgia Tech is a team that is that's they're well coached, and you know, although they're limited, just like we are, they looked a lot more hungry and a lot more physical. Oh, and well, they, we just kept, they they played they played defense. Uh, and we just keep, and we just kept defense. battling. I don't think I can't kill Syracuse with a grade when I'm when I expect them to not be a good offensive team anyway. With their offense in the way that it is, there's got to be games where you're going to expect. This is going to happen. Okay. So well, a season low thirty percent. You've got our two our two guys leading this team combined for okay C minus. Uh, combined for an eight of thirty four, both four for seventeen between Battle and Howard. Uh, I think Battle finished with nineteen points, Howard with eleven. You had Howard dribbling off the back of his heel, dribbled off the back of his heel in, in a key t- key point in the game. It's towards the end of the end of the game. Uh, a number of bad passes. They were nev- never in a rhythm offensively, not even close. I mean, there was no. there was there was so much flopping and flailing, maybe trying to get calls and stuff, and they weren't getting the whistles, and so it would end up being a turnover. That was part of your problem in the first half with with whatever it was, eleven turnovers. You said. Um, oh yeah, the I technical foul. I, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I will give them that. I think there were whistles that should have that weren't uh and one that was that shouldn't have been was the tactical that really hurt us that late in the game um frank howard's not a guy to do that he's not known for doing that he's been through there three years he's never I, i guess coach said he's never gotten a technical so i'll take his word for that um uh they were both two two for nine from um from behind the arc and then you had sadibi coming off his best game 18 points 16 rebounds and um, he only had three points, <laughs> three points and four rebounds. <laughs> and then Chukwu, uh, he had just two points and four uh, rebounds. And he's our key blocker, and he didn't do anything. And they were outscored in the paint, thirty to ten. So, yeah. um, and and there is some good to this, and I'll get to that. But first, my grade is an F, man. Fail. I'm sorry. I thought, I I. I, you make me feel a little bad by giving them a C minus. But <laughs> well, we but we played good defense. We played good defense, and that's my them. good point. And that's those are my good points, Joe. We held them to a thirty three percent shooting from the floor, and their offense was terrible. And we did a good job, and it was a close I mean, game because of the defense. It was we had a shot right. because of defense. Right, and that's I mean we're we're lucky we were playing Georgia Tech. You know, that's, yeah. well, and, but that's and the like thing. We, I can't, I can't give, I can't give a team an F if they didn't get blown out. You know what I mean? Because I mean, you're talking about yeah. you have offense and defense, two different sides of, a, them of a game. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to sway you. I'm just no. Saying, I know, I know you. I know at what the you're end saying. Of the day, there's offense you. and defense, and when you play a really good defense, that's fifty percent of it. So you're making good they, points. They made it. They they played a good enough defense to win the game, and to me. If it was seventy-five to fifty-one, then it would have been an F. Would the technical foul mattered? That was that was there was going to be a one matter. and one. There was going to be a one and one. That's and then we get then we go. So what? The worst it would be down six instead of nine and they or and seven they had and the, then ball. the ball. Yeah, yeah. So it ended up being nine. So it was a big turnaround, especially because that's when we actually got the momentum. It was like yeah. we, the first time. We pressed. We got a you know, Frank Howard got away with the kick on one of those steals, and we got a couple dunks in a row. Merrick had that dunk, but it was know. beautiful. I'd say right. that he wins possibly best dunk of the game 
for that because then, just because of Tim, because I love seeing him do stuff like that. He's not that aggressive like that on the offensive. Yeah. Um, so it's, but, but yeah, but their, I mean, their that defense was the was, only momentum that we had. The, the whole defense game, was good, and the though. The ref took it away from us. Because their defense is good. And, and you're right. You know, yep. the ref. We, that was a that was a terrible call in my opinion, and it's not just because I'm a Syracuse fan; it's because I think it was a terrible call. The defense. There's only a couple things that could be. I mean, unless he really said something bad, unless, or unless he for, dropped an f bomb or something, or unless unless he was just saying little stuff to the ref the whole game, whole game, and right. maybe and the ref gave him some type of warning yeah. or something. Exactly. Yeah. But if nothing, if neither of those two happened, then there's no way that that call should get called. E- yeah. Ever. You, yeah, you don't right. see it. I watch I way too much college basketball to agree with that call unless one of those two things happened. No, I agree. Um, so um, your point with the defense, though, they did play good defense, but they were playing a weak offensive team. So That's true. Um, you know, we, can only grade it, but what is it going against? Exactly. So, all right, well, there's your grade, C minus F, where we equal out to what, like a D? So, yeah. All right. Well, that's the first time we've really disagreed. We've been a little off, but that was that was the biggest distance between us both. So, all right. right. Well, uh, you were right about the RPI too. It's one thirty four now. I don't know. I don't know what I checked, but uh, I missed that one. My bad. So, yeah. um, all right. Time for some fan feedback. Uh, these are all Facebook comments. I don't, don't do the Twitter thing. Uh, Nick posts. Uh, positive of this game. Nobody on this team is leaving for the NBA, so they will be a great team next year with insane incoming freshmen. Does he have a point, Joe? Yes, absolutely. Uh, this year, it was kind of like we like we talked about before. Lose Torian Thompson. We lose Geno Thorpe, who was supposed to be a scorer, three-point shooter that, that uh, transferred as a graduate senior. Fresh legs. And, right. And then Howard Washington, who, albeit might not be ready, still a scholarship player, still gives us options. So, I mean, we've lost three scholarship players, and that was coming off of our sanctions in which it reduced our scholarships for, what, three years straight. So we didn't have the depth. Then you throw on top of the fact that this wasn't really the best recruiting class that we've had i think that this recruiting class that he brought in is good as far as depth and they're probably going to majority of them are going to be four-year players maybe they'll redshirt some of them might redshirt next year because of the class we have coming in but yeah. but yeah so this year it's just it's one of those things where honestly if you look at it um and you look at the numbers and the people and and stuff like that i mean 15 and 7 right now is is we're, we're sitting pretty where we are right now we're sitting pretty so next year one of the best recruiting classes that Bayheim's had in a long time, and it, a lot of people are probably going to forget the fact that we had. A ch- <laughs> <laughs> we got a, we got other comments, Joe. We got other comments, All brother. Right. Come I'm on, man. Jeez. Recruiting- go what? ahead, go ahead. I'm playing. Go other ahead. than the recruiting class, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they also have a transfer from ECU that's sitting out this year. Elijah Hughes, a six six. Uh, He's going to be, I think, a sophomore. And they're talking about him possibly being one of the best teams. There's an article on Syracuse.com saying that he feels so bad sitting on the bench because he has because he's watching this team and he knows he can shoot and he knows he'd be an immediate help. So that's another player that's going to be able to come awesome. right in. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, so that guy's exact. Nick's exactly right. If we yeah. do not lose anybody and then we bring in our, our recruiting class plus the transfer that we have, it is going to be um, a crazy, crazy team. That's right, Nick. Good point. Andrew says, Bayheim, really time to start playing more than five guys and get away from the zone at times, you stubborn old man. Well, 
Andrew, he's been playing more than five guys. Come on, we don't have anybody. Give the guy a break. <laughs> we got six. We got six guys right now, dude. Come on, Andrew. Come on, man. You want man. us to play walk-ons, Andy? Come on, man. Jeez, Phil. Uh, they need to practice more bad ball handling, free throws missed. Need to, they shot 80%, bro. Need to spend more time playing together. Uh, seems like they don't know what their teammates are going to do. He has a point at the very end of his comment um, when he talks about um, – they're not on the same page. I'm going to assume he's talking about not on the same page offensively, Joe. What do you think? Because they're not yeah. running plays. They're trying to create. They're trying to create room to drive to the basket is what they're doing. And right. And in doing that, they are really confusing themselves because I think it's a little bit frustration, and I also think it's just a little bit chemistry. Well, it's it's Beheim even said in his uh, his his press conference. He talked about how they don't run set plays for shooters and shots because. They're not going to make the shots. It's just an yeah. offense that just yeah. is – it lacks the talent to do a lot of things. And just like football, when handoffs and running plays, they open up the passing game and, and the play action, same thing with basketball. When all you do is drive, they're just going to stuff it down. So you have to be able to – You have to shoot. Have, you have to be able to have a balanced offense. Having a yeah. balanced offense opens up the lane. If you can't shoot and you're not making outside jumpers, they're going to stuff the lane and that you're going to get the charges, the turnovers, and difficult shots, which makes your offense even more difficult. So, Yeah. Uh, Phil, I'll give you a half. I'll give, uh, <laughs> I'll give you a half, half correct. Uh, they miss free throws. They shot 80%. It's pretty good. I can live with that. Joe says – this is a horrible team, flat out trash. Bayheim's time has passed. Uh, I did. That was not me. I did not say. That. <laughs> oh, that's true. That was not. <laughs> that was not our Joe. But that was another Joe. Oh well, there's uh, a lot of fans out there like that. that yeah, say that stuff. That's yeah. just dumb. On to the next one. Uh, Kevin, my dad and I figured out an average of one point per minute for most of the game. That is ugly as hell. Uh, Kevin, you and your dad are absolutely right. <laughs> It is freaking poor. And why did oh. you have to point that out? Now every time yeah. I watch now I, every time I watch a game under sixty, uh that's what I'm gonna think. Thanks to Kevin. No, Appreciate there's it. Only, there's forty there's forty minutes. Right, game, I'm sorry, so. I'm sorry. You're you're right. You're but right. at at one point yesterday in the first half, in fourteen minutes, I think it was like five fifty three mark, we only had eleven points. So at that point we weren't even averaging a point a minute. So Yeah, that's that's only, piss poor. So we uh, trended a little bit uh, uh we trended up as as the game went on. True. Mike, Georgia Tech did not play well. Good point. Syracuse really couldn't have played worse. Good point. Howard is just awful. Uh, Howard is in a slump, Joe. Howard's been in a slump. Um, I don't think he's awful. I think he comes no. back next year. I don't think he's going anywhere. No. And, uh, you know, he really, he really did tighten up on his turnovers until this last game. I think, what did he have? Five... Five turnovers, yeah. So that's right about it. His average. <laughs> so um, he's know. he's not he's not terrible. It's uh, just no, when he's you not. have You're right. when you only have three people that can score and you don't have people around that you can't even make a simple pass to and 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 even trust that they're going to be able to catch the ball and hold on well, to it and his, even get a shot off. He wasn't throwing the best passes last night. No, 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 no. I uh, don't get me wrong. He makes mistakes, but when you only have three guys and the pressure's on three people to do everything. And then you don't even have trust in those other people to be able to do stuff. That's when mistakes happen because a lot of times you're forced and stuff. Yeah. All right, Mike. Um, Ian, if they can't beat Georgia Tech, I don't think they have much of a chance against UVA. Well, I mean, they don't have much of a chance against UVA, in my opinion, to be quite frank. I mean, they've won, what, 13 in a row in the ACC? Yeah. Um, or not just in the ACC, but 13 in a row. Um, 
Well, but to be that's, frank, that's not they're number two in the country. <laughs> yeah, they're number two teams. in the country, but it doesn't really that's work many... like that all the time either. No, but there's not okay. But so what? So how many teams have a legitimate chance of beating them? You know, twenty. Yeah, I mean, twenty-five yeah. out of three hundred and however many there are. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tommy has to be the worst offensive team Bayheim has ever had. Hard to watch. Uh, I mean, it ranks up there with with. I've been watching them for thirty years. If not more, I mean, it ranks up there. I don't remember being. I don't remember being like this, but I'm sure it's been close. Uh, there's been some seasons where you think you know first team to sixty and you'll be good in majority of games. But the thing is with that is that a lot of times when that happens, when those seasons in the past when those things have happened, they're easily forgettable. So even if there was, I mean, even if there was any other team to judge, I don't remember it. <laughs> right, so and not only that, those but like seasons you said, are easy, easily yeah, forgettable. Exactly, uh, Jim. No hustle, too much watching, no effort. Just like mm. the wake game, missed opportunity. Uh, does he have a point on the on the effort, Joe? Last night specifically, was there a lag? Yes. Yes, there was. Absolutely. Until the end, when we had went on that little yeah. bit of a run. That was about it. Yeah. It was almost like they were, I don't know, like I said, some of these teams, they come out looking like they, they're just going to coast through the game and get the, the win at the end. So that's kind of what it looked like. And he had a point. Bayheim brought it up too. So Yeah. Well, Velton, uh, BS, they should have done better. I agree. Enough, enough said. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeffrey, there will be a lot, they will be a lot better next year. They're very young. Joe, you've mentioned the, how young this team is before. Jeffrey, good point. Um, you know, it just, it's, it's, it's just going to be one of those years. Dre says really ugly loss NIT lock right now. So depressed Joe, are NCAA tournament hopes gone? Are they gone? No, no, no. of course not. No. Do we need I an think, upset uh, win? Oh, we definitely need to we win. We definitely games. do. That's yes. for damn sure. Yeah. But, uh, we definitely right now, our RPI, we're sitting at 43. Our strength to schedule is like, uh, 38 or 34 or something like that. So we're 15 and seven. Obviously, if we lose the rest of our game, we have a lot of difficult games. If we lose the rest of our games, then obviously we're not going to make the tournament. So we're going to have to win some games. So there'll be a number. You know, I think it's somewhere around the the 19 to 20 um, by the end of the season, counting the ACC tournament. But um, I think there's going to be a lot of teams in the ACC tournament. So and we're still right in there. There's way too much season left, and we were at 15 and seven, and our numbers are, are looking good. So yeah, head, it's not over. Heads up, guys! It ain't over yet. Don't give up. Don't be depressed. Um, all right. Well, that's it for um, fan feedback. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate it. Remember, go to facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation Podcast. All right, Joe. UVA coming into the Dome this Saturday, February 3rd at 4 o'clock. Number two uh, could easily be number one here at, at any point. They're on a tear. They don't lose. And they shoot the ball. They have off, awesome defense. We've played them before. We were close. We didn't quite cut it. That was an away game, though. We're, n- mm-hmm. we're, not, we're now going to be at the Dome, Joe. It's time for yep. a rebound. It's time, it's time the David and Goliath matchup is here. Can Syracuse seize the opportunity? Yeah, I think they can. Uh, I mean, after everything that's been happening the last couple games and like this past game, I mean, if they don't come out and and be in, inspired to try to get a win, then I, don't, I mean, number two, 
number two uh, team in the country at home, four o'clock in the morning on a, or four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. I mean, that's and you know the dome is going to be packed. So yeah, we beat time. them. We beat them there last year, and we have tend to uh, play Virginia pretty good. Um, and Virginia again, I mean, they're not they're efficient in scoring, but they're not. I mean, they got some guys that can shoot, but they're not. They don't shoot the the lights out, you know. And again, I don't. I, mean, I don't even really. The first game this season, I didn't think that it was that bad. So, um, I thought that we were we kind of stuck in there and didn't let them. It was a seven point game, sixty eight, sixty one. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, like we said, it's we got a lot of tough games. We still got Louisville, NC State, Miami, Duke, UNC, Clemson, and then we got a, a lot of those are talk. away. Too. A lot of those are away. Yep. Uh, we only got what, as far as lower lower class ACC teams. I mean, other than Wake Forest and Boston College, every other team we play in the ACC right now, Joe Lenardi has in the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, right there, you're going to give us. We have so many opportunities to beat teams that people think are going to make the tournament. So that's going to be that's going to be it. Uh, I don't think the losses are going to hurt us, but at some point, we're going to have to win. Um, again, Virginia. Uh, you think Georgia Tech's defense is tough? I mean, we saw it last time. Um, Virginia's defense is is right up there as well. So, well, Joe, with the inconsistency, you know, we did shoot sixty percent against Boston College, right? So well, they can do it, and they were. I know it was after ten right. days off or whatever, eight days off, whatever it was, but still, right. it's there. It's all about just it's getting there. in the zone, getting in a rhythm, and you know, right. gelling. Well, it's there. It can happen, but. We're not loaded with crazy offensive talent. We're not deep, and the options that we need and the things that we need to actually happen, like, there's not a lot of room for error. And if one guy messes up, we don't got somebody that Beheim can just point to the bench and hope goes in there and gives him you know, a burst or a boost. Um, we don't have that. So we rely on three players to, to play offense and score points, and then you know, all five to play close to 40 minutes and play tough defense the whole time. And I think that's a lot to ask, especially against good physical teams in, in, in the ACC. So, and again, that was the big problem, I think, with Georgia Tech. That they were physical down low. They had that, that gay uh, that gay guy. I'm not trying to – that's his last name. That's how they said it. But he played deep. I mean, he was their power forward, their number four or whatever. And he was out there guarding battle and the guards and stuff. Athletic guy last night. I mean, this is – it's difficult. And now you're talking about Virginia. It's just they're big. They're they're strong. They they play great defense, and it's going to be difficult. Yeah. So, like you said, we can do it, but we gotta. The fans got to be out there. We got to be inspired. We cannot, like you said, lag or or watch ball watch or or not. We got to be all in. People got to be at their spots that they got to be at. And they can't stop. Effort's got to be there the whole time. Yeah. That's how you beat teams like that. That's the only way. The effort's got to be there, and the energy. You got a, you got a, a, you know, a shallow bench, and it would be tough. But you are at home. You have that advantage, and keep the energy up and keep the pace up. And who knows? People got to be on though. Frank Howard and and Tyus Battle. They have to. They have to set the pace for the offense. They got to do it. They got to do it. Boom. They're the only ones that can. They're the only ones so. that can. I know, but they need to make those outside shots so that way you can you can expand the defense a little bit and maybe get Brissett in there. I mean, right? You know, and you know Moyer's going to be back, and we'll have uh, Braden uh, will will play. So yep. um, I mean, we'll look, see how look, he can I, do. I, I I talk as a positive, 
you know, yeah, a Syracuse yeah. fan, but I'm also, you know, I have, ex- I have certain expectations. I'm realistic and real realistically to me, when Torin Thompson left, that was difficult. Yeah, and as soon tough. as Geno Thorpe left, I, I mean, I, I thought that if my expectations were if this if this team makes the NCAA tournament, then this is an underdog story. So it's not like as a Syracuse fan, I wouldn't look at this season as a, a chance, a title, a title run, a chance for the title run, or this, this, or right. that. You this just want to get there, though. You right. Know? Well, that's the th- if you can just get there, you know, you could make a run, make a nice little story, like you know, we were a ten seed, got to the Final Four a couple years back. Um, you know, that's always nice. Do I think Sweet we have 16. the team to do that? Come on. What? Yeah, I mean, Sweet Sixteen. That's what three games. Right. No, Sweet Sixteen is just winning the first two games. Yeah. Well, if you have to, a playing game, the though. Second, Making it to the second weekend. Oh, well, yeah. But, I mean, I'm just saying, overall, like, that's the type of expectations you should have. I mean, we make the NITs, you know, it's not – I mean, it's not awful. The team that we have, I just don't think – everyone's got these expectations, and you get the records, and it's just so – just every year the same thing. And then Bayheim's too old, two, three zones outdated, blah, 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 blah. Like, sometimes this stuff happens. We talked about why it's in the situation that it's in. And if we make the NCAA tournament this year, it's an underdog story. Like, I'm surprised that they're 15-7 and seven right now. And they left games on the table. True. So. Yeah, they definitely did. They, they yeah, they did. They left a couple of them on the table. And, uh, you know, a couple close ones. So, Notre Dame was still one that I look back on and be like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Again, Notre Dame was a tough one. And then. Uh, Wake Forest and last night Georgia Tech are just two very similar games where we, I mean, even St. Bonaventure, all three of those games really were kind of similar as far as Offense. I think that I don't think that we they went in taking the teams as serious and they went in and, you know, there were three, four, five point losses where it was just a couple calls here, a couple calls there, but we weren't on our game. Yep. And those are the type of games that you can't do that. I mean, our team can't do that. So, all right, Joe. Final thought, brother, as always. I'll give it to you. Well, like I said, I mean, this this weekend's going to tell us a lot, I think, about about what we're going to see the second half. Because if we go out there and we lay we lay down and let this team whoop up on us at home, then it's it's going to be tough to recover Demoralizing. From that. Demoralizing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be so, good. Confidence will be low. And right. uh, we can't we can't be. And I'm not that. I'm not talking we have to win. I'm just saying fight. If they come if they come out confident and they show some effort and they make it a close game and they're in the game, then that'll show me some positive signs that they're they're still in it and they still have confidence to try to, to make a run at this thing. All right. Well, um, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, remember to go to facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation podcast. Give us a like there. For Joe, I'm Sean. Until next time, we're out. Peace. You, you just, just heard, heard the Q's Nation, Nation podcast, podcast with Sean and Joe. And Joe.